This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Enchanted Island of You by L. Frank Baum. Read by Ted DeLorme in Fort Mill, South Carolina, during November 2006. Chapter 20 Quitoffel the Tyrant Having restored the High Kai to their former condition, to the great joy of the ancient Kai, Prince Marvel led his friends back to the palaces where his men were waiting. They were just in time to prevent serious trouble, for the fifty-eight reformed thieves had been boasting of their prowess to the huge giants and tiny dwarves of King Terebus, and this had resulted in a quarrel as to which were the best fighters. Had not their masters arrived at the right moment, there would certainly have been a fierce battle and much bloodshed, and all over something of no importance. Terebus and Wultakim soon restored order, and then they accompanied the Kai and the Kai Kai to the public square, where the people were informed that their supreme highnesses, the High Kai, had been reunited, and would thereafter rule them with twin minds as well as twin bodies. There was great rejoicing at this news, for every twin in Twi was glad to have his troubles ended so easily and satisfactorily. That night the Rills and Nooks and other invisible friends of Prince Marvel came and removed the dividing wall between the twin palaces of the High Kai, repairing speedily all the damage that had been done. And when our friends called upon the High Kai the next morning, they found the two maids again dressed exactly alike in yellow robes, with strings of sparkling emeralds for ornament. And not even Prince Marvel could now tell one of the High Kai from the other. As for the maids themselves, it seemed difficult to imagine they had ever existed apart for a single moment. They were very pleasant and agreeable to their new friends, and when they heard that Prince Marvel was about to leave them to seek new adventures, they said, Please take us with you. It seems to us that we ought to know something of the big outside world from whence you came. If we see other kingdoms and people, we shall be better able to rule our own wisely. That seems reasonable, answered Marvel, and I shall be very glad to have you accompany me. But who will rule the land of Twi in your absence? The Kai Kai shall be the rulers, answered the High Kai, and we will take the Kai with us. Then I will delay my departure until tomorrow morning, said the prince, in order that your highnesses may have time to prepare for our journey. And then he went back to the palaces of the other rulers, where the Kai expressed themselves greatly pleased at the idea of traveling and the new Kai Kai were proud to learn that they should rule for some time the land of Twi. We'll take him also begged to join the party, and so also did King Terebus, who had never before been outside of his own kingdom of Spore. So Prince Marvel willingly consented. The fifty-eight reformed thieves, led by Gunder, returned to their cave, 
where they were living comfortably on the treasure Prince Marvel had given them, and the gray men and giants and dwarves of Spore departed for their own country. In the morning Prince Marvel led his own gay cavalcade through the hole in the hedge, and they rode merrily away in search of adventure. By his side were the High Kai, mounted upon twin chestnut ponies that had remarkably slender limbs and graceful arched necks. The ponies moved with exactly the same steps, and shook their manes and switched their tails at exactly the same time. Behind the prince and the High Kai were King Terribus, riding his great white charger, and will take him on a stout horse of jet-black color. The two ancient Kai and Nurl, being of lesser rank than the others, brought up the rear. "'When we return to our land of Twy,' said the High Kai, "'we, we shall, shall close up for all time the hole you made in the hedge. "'For, if we are different from the rest of the world, "'it is better that we remain in seclusion.' "'I think it is right you should do that,' replied Prince Marvel. "'Yet I do not regret that I cut a hole in your hedge.' "'It was the hedge that delayed us in coming more promptly to your assistance,' said Terebus, "'for we had hard work to find the hole you had made, and so lost much valuable time.' "'All is well that ends well,' laughed the prince. "'You certainly came in good time to rescue us from our difficulties.' They turned into a path that led to Auriel, which Nerl had heard spoken of as the Kingdom of the Setting Sun. Soon the landscape grew very pleasant to look upon, the meadows being broad and green, with groups of handsome trees standing about. The twilight of the land of Twy was now replaced by bright sunshine, and in the air was the freshness of the nearby sea. At evening they came to a large farmhouse, where the owner welcomed them hospitably and gave them the best his house afforded. In answer to their questions about the kingdom of Auriel, he shook his head sadly and replied, "'It is a rich and beautiful country, but has fallen under great misfortunes. For when the good king died about two years ago, the kingdom was seized by a fierce and cruel sorcerer named Quitoffel, who rules the people with great severity, and makes them bring him all their money and valuable possessions. So everyone is now very poor and unhappy, and that is a great pity in a country so fair and fertile. But why do not the people rebel? asked Nerl. Well, they dare not rebel, answered the farmer, because they fear the sorcery of Quitoffel. If they do not obey him, he threatens to change them into grasshoppers and june bugs. Has he ever changed anyone into a grasshopper or a june bug? asked Prince Marvel. No, but the people are too frightened to oppose him, and so he does not get the opportunity. As he has an army of fierce soldiers who are accustomed to beat the people terribly if they do not carry every bit of their wealth to the sorcerer. So there is no choice but to obey him. We certainly ought to hang this wicked creature, exclaimed Wool Take Him. I wish I had brought my fool killer with me, sighed King Terribus. 
for I could have kept him quite busy in this kingdom. "'Cannot something be done to rescue those poor people from their sad fate?' asked the lovely High Kai anxiously. "'We will make a call upon this Quitoffle to-morrow,' answered Prince Marvel, "'and see what the fellow is like.' "'Alas, alas!' wailed the good farmer. "'You will all become grasshoppers and June-bugs, every one of you!' But none of the party seemed to fear that, and, having passed the night comfortably with the farmer, they left his house and journeyed on to the kingdom of Auriel. Before noon they came upon the edge of a forest, where a poor man was chopping logs into firewood. Seeing Prince Marvel's party approach, this man ran toward them, waving his hands and shouting excitedly, "'Take the other path! Take the other path!' "'Why should we take the other path?' inquired the prince, reining in his steed. "'Because this one leads to the castle of the great sorcerer, Quitoffle,' answered the man. "'But there is where we wish to go,' said Marvel. "'What? You wish to go there?' cried the man. "'Then you will be robbed and enslaved.' "'Not as long as we are able to fight,' laughed the big wool take him. "'If you resist the sorcerer, you will be turned into grasshoppers and june-bugs,' declared the man, staring at them in wonder. "'How do you know that?' asked Marvel. "'Quitoffle says so. He promises to enchant every one who dares defy his power.' "'Has anyone ever yet dared defy him?' asked Nero. "'Certainly not,' said the man. "'No one wishes to become a June-bug or a grasshopper. "'No one dares defy him.' "'I am anxious to see this sorcerer,' exclaimed King Terribus. "'He ought to prove an interesting person, "'for he is able to accomplish his purposes by threats alone. "'And let us ride on,' said Marvel. "'Dear us, dear us,' remonstrated the bald-headed guy. "'Are we to become grasshoppers, then?' "'We shall see,' returned the prince briefly. "'With your long legs,' added the pretty pair of high-kai laughingly, "'you ought to be able to jump farther than any grasshopper in the kingdom.' <laughs> "'Great Kikaku!' cried the kai nervously. "'What a fate! What a terrible fate!' And your highnesses, I suppose, will become June-bugs, and flutter your wings with noises like buzz-saws. End chapter 20. The story will continue on the next file.